This is the EPLOG audio experience. Hello and welcome to Hit the Road. This is India's number one podcast for all you cycling and triathlon enthusiasts. My name is Rohan Thakkar and it's good to be back with another exciting episode. We are exploring in this episode because that's what we do. Thank you so much, first of all, for all the positive responses that we have received uh, on this new series that is Hit the Road Explorer Edition, where we are talking with the amazing bike packers who are crazy enough to explore the world on two wheels, staying wherever they can and enjoying the nature that comes to them. So in this episode, I have with me Devesh Nihalani. You had heard him a couple of episodes back when we were talking about sports nutrition. How can you achieve your peak performance by eating what is right? He's a, a sports nutritionist himself and a triathlete and a bike packer and a cyclist. So Devesh, good to have you back, man. Hi, Rohan. Lovely to be back. Thank you so much for having me once again. So Devesh, you uh, love to explore places on your bicycle. So how has it been your experience with this format compared to uh, the competitive aspect that you have you know, participated so far? It is absolutely beautiful. It's a dichotomy. On one side where the only thing that you're focusing on is the straight and narrow road in front of you and trying to maximize speed. On the other side, you are happy to take it slow. You are happy to just Mm. smile and maybe have a tear of joy in your eye as you explore the world, soak in all the sounds, the beautiful birds, the smells of the flowers, the wonderful valleys and the mountains in the background. And you're just happy to be alive. Now, I'm not to mm. say that racing does not make you happy to be alive, but that's <laughs> a different high. That's an adrenaline high. This is, I am grateful right. to be on this beautiful planet that we call Earth. Mm. Mm. Wonderful. Yeah, that's that's the crisp answer that uh, I was expecting <laughs> from you because uh, the Earth is so beautiful and we have, I, I don't think we have explored even 10% of it. Not even close. And the beautiful thing about the bike is it lets you explore more and more Forever. You can never be too mm. young or too old for to ride a bike. Yeah. And specifically when it comes to bike packing, mm. uh, one of my favorite quotes uh, with regards to the bicycle is uh, on something on the lines of this, that okay. uh, you cannot walk the earth because it is far too uh, slow a mode of transport to get anywhere. You are in touch with nature, but mm. you cannot get anywhere meaningfully. Right. If you are in a car or a motorized vehicle, you are completely detached from nature and your surroundings and you don't truly experience it. Hmm. But you are able to get from point A to point B nice and fast. Hmm. The bicycle is a beautiful mid-ground where not only are you in touch, but you can have some utilitarian speed and move around. Right, right. That's wonderful. I completely agree with that. So, uh, when you mentioned about age and, uh, yeah, I completely agree. There's, there's no particular age where there's no full stop to exploring on, on bike. So I, I spoke with Chetan Shah, uh, in the first episode and, uh, he, he's what 50 plus and he's still exploring so many places on bicycle and, uh, there's no end to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that brings me to your uh, bikepacking journey. So you explored uh, a part of Europe uh, a couple of years back uh, with few of your friends. So what was that trip all about? That is correct. Uh, 
uh, I happened to spend a good two weeks in Europe, traveling all over Germany and Switzerland with one day in France in between, which was mm-hmm. absolutely horrible, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Why is that? That one day. Okay, that one day was horrible. <laughs> that one day, just that one day uh-huh. in France was really bad, but everything mm-hmm. else was beautiful. And I had two uh, other friends of mine who happened to be much, much older than me. I was around 25 at the time. And my friends had two, three decades, four decades of age on me. Mm. So like 45, 60, 65. So it was a fabulous trip, not only because it was a bikepacking trip and it was a new experience to see Europe and not be in the typical DDLJ... What do you say? Indian tourism of Switzerland, typical. Mm. And at the same time, it was unique because you, if you're traveling with friends, normally the friends are around your age. Yeah. And you have that kind of sync going. Everyone's on the same page. Right. When you travel with people who are much older, who are not your family, the dynamics tend to change a lot. Right. And it's a great way to explore the world and I truly believe it's a great way to explore yourself. You get mm. genuinely new perspectives on life. Right. And because of the time on the bike, you get to ponder about them. You get to meditate about them and you come out, come out of it a smarter, happier, mm. more grounded individual. That's deep, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what, that's what bike does that to is, you. That is the power of the bike. Yeah, that's the power of the bike. I, I, I won't deny that. So you, you mentioned that your, your peers, uh, your partners in crime were uh, much older to you. So how was it for you? How was that experience uh, mixing with someone who is much older to you? But I feel that uh, when you're bike, uh, when you're on bike and uh, the elders are often younger to you. <laughs> <laughs> That, that I honestly, you stole the words out of my mouth, Rowan. I, uh, so it started off a little uncomfortable. I won't be completely dishonest. Like, I'll be honest with that. Mm. But the thing, like you said, once you're on the bike, you have to give yourself permission to be a child, mm. right? Be it screaming when you run into a tunnel or playing with the lights or just sprinting somebody. You have to allow that sense of wonder to just take over. And you have to allow that happiness to flow through you. Mm. And that just happens, right? No matter how old you are, you could be a five-year-old riding a proper cycle without a support wheel for the first time. You can be 70 years old and still riding the, a nice big cycle, a fancy cycle for all I care. Yeah. And you'll always have a smile on your face. You'll always feel similarly. You'll always have a little bit of musty in you, mm. right? Like you want to go out, you want to have fun. And once you spend a couple of days on the bike with a few people, you end up talking to each other so much. You end up being children together, right? Mm. Once you're on the bike, everyone is five years old. 100%. So once you have that common space, then you just become friendly. Everything equalizes and it's all comfortable. Mm. I agree. Uh, So your your trip, how did you plan? What was your, uh, why that place? So one of my friends actually had a bit of a bucket list that he wanted to explore Europe on a bike. Mm. And he asked me if I would like to join him. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Why not? Honestly, it kind of just struck me as, yeah, I want to do this in life. Mm. Uh, To be perfectly honest, that initial spark, that yes, that commitment 
I did not think about it because hmm. <laughs> it just seemed like the right thing to do. The bike has always called out to me. The bike has been my happy place. And this felt correct. This gave me a chance to fall in love with the bicycle all over again. And at the same time, see the world and see my place in the world. Because hmm. like every kilometer is something new. And it comes with such a sheer level of fascination and wonder that, I mean, it's worth doing. Mm. But once that initial uh, spark died out, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know, like this needs actual planning. Like we don't want to starve on the side of the road in some foreign country and like be deported to our own country because we're a bunch of randoms. Yeah. <laughs> so like you have to, you have to plan. Yeah. It's not like in, in, in India, how much ever we curse uh, the infra, but uh, you might find something every hundred kilometers at least. Absolutely. And of course, uh, all said and done, it's our own country. Hmm. So, uh, there is that level of comfort and be it with family, be it with, uh, money, be it with language or whatever, mm. like you have comfort in your own country and with your legal status, once you are in a different country, you are limited by your visa. Mm. So somewhere at the back of your head, if you're an overthinker, it's going to be stuck with you. Okay. I should, I, I have to get out of here in 10 days, 12 days, 15 days, mm. 20 days, whatever. Like I cannot stay here. So I need things to go well. How long was your trip? Uh, we were on the bike for about two weeks. Planning, we obviously first and foremost were thinking about a handful of key cities that we wanted to visit or a handful of key landmarks we wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. And for us, that included Frankfurt, that included Basel, that included uh, Koblenz and it included Interlaken. Okay. I'm pretty sure I messed up the order over there, but like they were there. Okay. And then we went about finding in between cities that so that we could break the route up and enjoy ourselves. And no one day of riding should have been hmm. like two, 300 kilometers because we didn't want to get fatigued. We wanted to have a good time on the bike. Right. So, uh, find individual cities, uh, try and adjust the distance as per the elevation. Hmm. If it was a flat road, we'd say, Chalo, let's take a hundred. And if it's a mountainous road, then maybe just a 40, 50 kilometer ride for the day. Hmm. And it was a unique experience for everybody because every day we are doing point to point, which is so different from what you would typically do uh, riding a bike around in your own city or in a race where it is typically a circuit Hmm. or a loop of some kind. So we had to make sure everything would work well and we had to carry our spares. We had to have a lot of planning involved. We had to get our hotel bookings in place. We had to get the flights in place. We had to find out how do we carry our own cycles across borders. Yeah. Because that is a lot harder than it sounds. Right. So the places where you traveled, uh, it was as simple as just crossing the border, like going from a, just traversing 100 meters or did it involve some procedure? The beauty of the Schengen area is we had one day in particular where the borders were kind of convoluted and I think I crossed the border thrice in one day. Oh, okay. And it was as simple as just crossing a bridge. Nobody over there cares. It's beautiful. Hmm. 
like one minute you're sitting in France before you realize that you're in Germany before you know anything yeah. better you're in Switzerland I know my my one of my friend is in uh, studying in Germany so he, I called him one day and what uh, he's like nothing man having a cup of coffee in Amsterdam dude you call on something <laughs> so yeah yeah that is the beauty of being in that region like yeah yeah once you're mm. stamped in then you're a free bird you can go wherever mm-hmm. and it is actually genuinely mm. beautiful but having said that like getting that stamp in uh, just that process of your first entry can be difficult because uh you have to figure out your own bags you have to figure your panniers you have to figure how to carry your bike are you going to pack it in a box are you going to carry a bike bag what are you going to do with the bag if you're carrying mm. it over there how are you going to get it back there's a bit of logistical uh concerns that you have to look after right and that kind of stuff you have to plan trip by trip so what we ended up doing is uh carrying a bunch of cardboard boxes that bikes are typically transported in mhm and we took a set of them we disassembled our bikes we stuffed them up we put a bunch of styrofoam we put paper we put cloth whatever we could to uh make it stay in place and keep it comfortable mhm and to make sure it doesn't get scratched and uh, you know gave it some padding on the inside basically right right uh took it there uh, unfortunately had to dispose of the boxes because you have nothing else to do right on the way back we figured we'll look for a local bike shop and hopefully they'll be nice enough to give us some boxes for free hmm. which is actually how most of the time it works if you're unlucky you may be charged a nominal sum right hmm so but that is a big big pain that is worth looking into like you need to know what is around your surroundings on the day you start and on the day you are ending right so where did you arrive first frankfurt okay uh, it was just a easy port of entry and port of exit so uh, everything's ended up being well placed around it mhm and the, uh, that's how the flights also worked quite well for us and how did you manage your backpacking you have to travel light mhm really really light you're carrying everything that you a uh, want with you every day on the bike on a pannier hmm so you are extremely weight limited because every kilo extra is going to force you uh, slow you down that much more and it's going to cause that much more fatigue hmm. when you're climbing a mountain hmm. right and you're okay for one day you're okay for two day by the time one week goes and you are tired right hmm and every 100 grams also counts right so you want to go as light as you can and just take the bare essentials as far as possible and be very comfortable doing your own laundry in a hotel room you care to do the laundry in the hotel room you, you have to really time yourself you're almost in the military it is explore on the bike enjoy yourself see the beauty of the world now come back and do laundry mm-hmm. and how was the route for you from frankfurt where did you go or what did you see on that places or was it just tarmac No so we saw tarmac we saw gravel we saw off road mu- dirt and mud we saw grasslands we saw mountains we saw valleys hmm. we saw obviously tarmac concrete were had to be there hmm. and we saw river side we saw lake side and we saw castles on the sides we saw ferries we saw ships we saw highways we saw 
the middle of a forest one of the most beautiful moments of the entire trip for me was between two highways mm-hmm. uh was a giant forest which had a bike path right in the middle oh wow and we went through it and there's no barricade on the left there is no barricade on the right animals are free to cross and it was absolutely gorgeous where was this this was actually between switzerland and france okay so i think the cities we were uh, between were basel and colmar mhm this was while coming to france yes yes mm. and it, it is easily one of my most treasured memories in life it, the sheer beauty of it i am surround i can't hear a car anywhere near me at all i just hear some wild animals i hear some birds the sky is nice and clear and blue there isn't a cloud to be seen there's green on my right there's green on my left and there's a gray tarmac right in front of me and uh, two cycles in front of me i had a tear of joy in that moment speechless hmm yeah that is the as pure an experience of cycling as you will get in your life is hmm. what i would humbly submit to you and i hope you agree with that I am 25 now I hope to do something this year. <laughs> <laughs> so Chetan in my chat had mentioned that uh, when he was in Switzerland so there was a complete separated bike path uh, throughout the circuit and uh, not once did he have to you know come in contact with the vehicular road. So was it the same for you as well? pretty much uh, except for a couple of times probably when we got lost a bit hmm when we had got routed off the bike path but probably 95% of the entire journey happened on a bike path mm-hmm. which is this is such a refreshing wave of fresh air because like you 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 know you're safe you know everything around you is comfortable hmm and i would like to spend a moment about the fact of getting lost hmm If anybody is going to go bike packing my simple advice would be get ready to get lost and be okay with it. Hmm. If you're going to cross brand new terrain, brand new countries uh on a cycle, you're going to be there for days, you're going to get lost. Hmm. And it's part of the fun. Yeah. Getting lost in a village where nobody speaks a language that you share in common hmm. and trying desperately to get a cell phone connection so that your gps can map you somewhere safe oh that's also not available N- not always hmm so i mean it's fun it's part of the experience hmm. and you you find yourself in those moments hmm and uh, it's okay to go slow sometimes right if anything i say it's better to go slow because you get more pictures taken you get better pictures taken yeah but uh like you rather go slow instead of just trusting google maps 100% cuz you will have times when the road is getting bad there are potholes starting there are sign boards saying ke there's no road ahead it's shut but then the map is saying ke nahi 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 go straight <laughs> and being a relatively young individual I'm like no the map cannot be wrong i have never been misled by the map You might end up doing a triathlon someday. Yeah, we pretty much did. We reached a water crossing and it's like I see a bear on the other side now like move away get back retrace to the main road. Ye sab mm. galat hai like get to a safe spot. Hmm. So maybe go a little slow be it's okay to get lost but like trust the world around you and like look up up beyond your phone as well. Hmm. 
because there's the world <laughs> yeah yeah the world is out there to look like you mm. don't need the map all the time mm. talk about some villages that you passed through some of the kindest nicest people i had ever seen uh mm. surprisingly all were super friendly with cyclists some of them even uh, one of the homestays of sorts that we stayed had a separate garage only for cycles it was absolutely gorgeous one of the nicest places i've ever been to i think that was in mannheim i believe if i'm not mistaken mannheim or rhineminster one of the two uh, which place is that which country is that this was germany okay along the coast of the river rhine oh and absolutely lovely and s- small little villages which you will cross within 2 minutes on your cycle mm-hmm. the population of the village will not even be 1000 people mm. and it is just gorgeous like the prettiest little houses the nicest cleanest most amazingly delicious simple food from every cuisine in the world or rather their local cuisines right and you're a vegetarian how did you manage a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables and you try and really uh take every gram of protein that you can find now i am fortunate that i am a sports nutritionist and i ha- know a little bit about food so i mm. managed but if i could find whatever milk i could find i would have it mm-hmm. and uh you manage you have some cheese you have your pastas etc and mm. the thing is when you're on the bike day in day out you don't think about calories too much because you're burning a lot so it's okay to eat in fact i encourage you to eat because you need it if you don't mm. eat you will end up getting too fatigued and you won't be able to ride the next day mm. so whatever comes your way you need to keep eating mm. and uh, how was your day like uh, when did you start when did you take a break or what happened in, during that time when did you end yeah we, we, we used to joke that when the military because mm. every day it would be the same thing with oh uh, wake up by mm-hmm. about 7 uh start packing up the bags again get ready have breakfast and by 9 o'clock you are out of the hotel on the road and out to search for a new place to have lunch hmm any time between 12 and 2 whichever nice restaurant we found with a good view maybe by the river side maybe by a lake side maybe with a mountain top view whatever we could find anything any time between 12 and 2 we'd stop we like this looks like a good place for lunch today this place looks like it has good people who will talk and have a good mm. story and we'll enjoy the view mm. or maybe some place which is just playing some nice outdoor music whatever made us happy right but we would stop for lunch eat up really nicely mm. get a few funny looks here and there because we are all in our bib shorts <laughs> and jerseys and it's not really the best thing to be wearing over lunch yeah but we didn't care and then get back on the bikes and continue till the end of the day till we reach the destination mm. if we had time in the evenings we would change into our civilian wear typically <laughs> a pair of jeans and a t-shirt okay and we would go out exploring see the sights and sounds maybe do a little typical tourism mm. but for this for bike packing i feel the the tourism the exact meaning for tourism in a bike packing is just everything that is around you am i right absolutely and uh, it uh, that's why i said typical tourism mm. because once you are on a bike you will see a place the way nobody else sees it mm. the eyes of a typical tourist go to the biggest of malls and maybe the biggest of cathedrals and maybe the biggest of museums mm. when you're on the bike you may see these you may not see these 
but you will see the people you will see the local restaurants you will see the wildlife around the cities you will see the lakes hmm. you will see everything and you will not spend much time on any of them right most of the time so how did you uh, what was your route plan like uh, there are certain kind of people like you mentioned your friends with whom i i spoke sometime back they their central point was uti and they uh, roamed everywhere around and uh, they came back by the end of the day and that's how they completed their tour right there are some who uh, go to a place they uh, stay in that city they explore that city and then again they move ahead or someone who just they do from checkpoint to checkpoint what was your style of trip the true goal was to enjoy the journey not the destination hmm. and we decided at the very beginning while we were planning that we will do a new city every day mhm so every day it was wake up in the morning pack your bags get ready eat breakfast get out find a new city or rather we knew where we were going uh-huh. but on your way to the next city and keep moving don't be a traveler be a part of the flow of nature and don't spend time anywhere don't gather any moss be a rolling stone mm. so you didn't be in a city for any you just pass through those cities just keep mm. moving and find a great conversation wherever you can find people to talk to exchange stories have a good time and be floored by the amazing things that people have done and say thank you for their story share whatever little bit you can and keep moving mm. so if you have to do uh, you know a similar route would you do it again or would you find an alternate to that there's so much in the world worth exploring i would always look at alternates like uh, like you said you spoke to my friends recently uh, who did the uti mm. trip i would do something closer to that where it's a hub and spoke model where find a good mm. base which has a lot of nice mountainous routes around it and keep exploring and come back to your base every day mm. what we did was a point to point point a to b to c to d to e to f mm. and i have done that once i enjoyed it it was a beautiful experience but i want to try something new next time hmm you got a lifetime you can do a lot of things hmm. yeah yeah like i said it doesn't matter if you are 10 15 20 or 50 60 70 hmm. on a cycle everybody's fires old hmm so have fun enjoy it and do whatever excites you hmm and if you get a chance to go bike packing you have to because for so many people it is just a once in a lifetime kind of thing and if you get the opportunity you must go because so many things have to fall in place in at the right time hmm. for these things to work it's a lot of work to arrange life in a way that you can just take two weeks and leave for a different city or a different country or a d- different continent right it is a luxury to be honest <laughs> it is it is you have to work hmm. towards it. if you want it you have hmm. to make things happen Mm, mm. like you have to manage your work you have to manage your family you have to manage your money you have to manage your leave you have to manage yeah. everything in your typical life and you mm. have to say bye bye to everything and it is not you are need the right kind of people around you as well because if you are fortunate enough that your entire family wants to go for a bike packing trip mm. i envy you when you have a beautiful family and i wish you a good life but the most of us don't have that and you have to have your family on board willing also that they are okay with you taking a separate extra vacation in a year okay you are mm. going with some uh, of your 
friends and you're just taking your cycle and I don't know. Yeah. Like m- my family was just saying one thing, okay, just make sure you come back alive. Because <laughs> they I told them, Mom, Dad, I'm going to the mountains in Europe with a couple of my friends and mm. it should be fun. I'll be back in about two weeks. And they're mm. like, okay, just don't fall off the mountain. <laughs> Yeah, I wish uh, the next time a Bollywood film comes on a road trip, it should be this one, this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, let's write that down. I think we yeah. can make some good money on it. Like we need the intellectual property rights. Yeah, <laughs> I'm game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, when you spoke about, you know, this uh, huge amount of planning, I spoke to a couple of uh, cycling folks and they said, you don't need uh, two weeks or a month to bike pack. You can pick up a weekend and you can go to the nearest hill station around you and or a beach around you and just have fun with your friends and come back that can be a good beginning for someone to bike back i agree i absolutely agree but the thing is that no matter what time no matter what distance you are doing hmm. there has to be some planning now if you're just hmm. going to a beach for the weekend you need to remember to pack your shorts for the beach you may want to go swim yeah you and no matter if you're going for a two week, three week, you need to pack your clothes, you need to pack your documentation, you have to pack some money, you have to maybe pack a, a spare hmm. battery, you may or may not plan to carry your laptop or an iPad or something if you want to work also. Hmm. And Did you get to work or were you? Very less because the entire day was on the road and it was practically impossible to be productive at work. You had to take off. Hmm. So you have to plan those things out. And now, no matter what it is, there are a few basics that you must plan, be it your spare parts, because the last thing anybody wants is to be stranded with a flat tire or with a broken chain on the side of a road about 500 kilometers from home. So you also need to factor in when you take, uh, you know, look into your packing and your logistics, you also need to have some spares with you so what did you carry with you absolutely and importantly you must you must know how to use those spares repair that <laughs> yeah most important <laughs> any cyclist out there must know how to change a tire or, and repair mm. a tube and mm. repair a broken chain with the magic link that is your bare minimum and those were the things we carried. We carried spare tubes. We carried a small hand pump. We carried a couple of magic links by mm. the off chance that a chain would break. And as luck would have it, on the last day of our trip, we had a broken chain. Oh. That was the only mechanical problem we had in the entire trip. Mm-hmm. We were maybe 30, 40 kilometers away from the last stop of our trip and chain broke. Now, I didn't mind it too much because it broke in a city and there was a nice little park where I could relax and Mm. chill and see the sights and sounds Mm. while the person whose chain broke apart had to sit and fix it. Mm. But yeah, you're fortunate you were in the city. So you have that resources around. Yeah, you had had resources, you had comfort, you could fill up your bottle at a watering hole. You could be calm. That could have been so much worse if it was on the side of a highway, for Mm. example. Mm. But you must be prepared for a handful of such things. And if it's, if you know it's going to rain, you must carry a rain jacket. You must carry the right kind yeah. of gloves, for example. And that, because that kind of thing can be the difference between doing a good, comfortable ride and leaving your ride halfway. Yeah. The whole point is you need to enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And you don't have the real option of leaving your ride halfway if you're in a different country. Where are you going to go? Hmm. Hmm. So either you're going to finish it 
and be comfortable with a rain jacket and gloves or you're going to be miserable and cold and freezing and just not want to talk yeah. to anybody at the end of it and just finish <laughs> right. it off like you will be in such a bad mood if you're in the cold wind and the rain mm. so you have to plan something or the other you have to check your route you have to check your spares you have to make your clothing be correct something that you and your folks might have uh, you know want to correct uh, in a future trip some mistakes that you did something that you might want to not do the same mistakes again what if yes then what are those oh i think probably eat more like it, it, it's mm-hmm. honestly uh, unbelievable how much food you can eat through and how much you have to actually force yourself to eat when you're bike packing okay because it's very easy to burn up and fatigue hmm and the more you eat the less chances of you burning up and fatiguing are hmm like hunger actually becomes a real thing because you you right. may end up spending 4 5 hours 6 hours on the saddle at a time before you find a town or before you find a restaurant mm so it can get difficult and you need to make sure that you have big big meals whenever yeah. you get a chance mm so did you also cook on the go not really we didn't so that was something mm. we specifically avoided we p- figured save the time yeah we'll save the time we'll save mm. the effort because uh since we were doing a new city every day that did not leave us with too much time to go to a grocery store or to pick up essentials or mm. anything mm. and because if you're constantly moving like where are you going to cook where are you going to buy stuff like you are yeah. just, you have too many things to do mm makes sense and the mind is just preoccupied you are somewhere between uh like a dichotomy right like one you are like a child your ego to see what is ahead what will i come across in the last, next mm. five meters i have no idea this is a brand new road i am excited to the very core of my being mm. and on the other side you are also thinking i am in pain i have been doing this for like 10 days <laughs> like okay yeah like, i i may want to end this now <laughs> Mm. so like you're constantly battling that and there's a adult in between that thinking hey okay i still have to finish something i need to conserve i need to be thinking about the route mm. and then somewhere or the other you'll start thinking about chocolate cake or you'll start thinking about your friends your you, your mind wavers everywhere yeah right so like you're mixing and matching a lot of emotions but like on the whole it's okay if if anything the one mistake i would say we made was we didn't eat enough like keep okay. eating and eat as much as you can mm that's coming from a sports nutritionist by the way so yeah please listen to it when you are on the bike for like 8 mm. 10 hours a day yeah mm. yeah eat as much as you can got it superb thanks devesh uh, lovely to hear your bike packing stories and i hope very soon we both will go on a trip <laughs> at least somewhere close by and uh, all the listeners also they get inspired by your uh, story and uh, they take uh, you know a decision to explore some part of the world uh, in their lifetime yeah yeah thank you so much for having me on rohan and second time i've done a podcast with you and as far, uh, i don't know if the listeners would know this or not we've still never actually met yeah <laughs> so I, i i would love to do a bike packing trip with you it would be great to meet uh you after talking about cycling and nutrition for so long to finally meet you on a bike <laughs> absolutely it, i think it's a correct way to meet
it's the correct thing to do but yeah i hope i was able to shed some light on the beautiful world of bike packing for our listeners and it was an absolute pleasure being on with you great lovely to have you devesh and i hope you come back once again and we do a trip someday <laughs> soon things are opening up uh, hopefully uh, the sun will shine again very very soon and uh, yeah listeners that's all for this episode i hope you found it helpful in any way uh, if you liked it do share it with your friends do let us know in the comments what you thought about it uh, do check out our new web app eplog.media subscribe to the podcast if you have not yet done uh, we are everywhere and yes be a good netizen be a good cyclist be responsible ride safe this is rohan thakar with devesh nehalani signing off